Welcome to Mercy Ministries, Episode 1. My name is Murray Satterfield, and this podcast was created to empower and encourage your walk with Christ. Our hope is to draw each listener closer to God. Our prayer is that the Spirit of the Lord will lead and guide you to all truth, wisdom, and understanding. Let's get into the Word. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Psalms 77. Psalm 77. And while you're going there, I want you to understand that we're living in this pandemic and life is mandating a lot of change. It's mandating a lot of change. And um, there's a lot of us who struggle with change. We shake the moment something is different. Something is taking from us. And when our normal is taken from us without permission, it causes us uh, to have chaos. And it places us on the shores of an uncertainty. It seems like no one hears our voice or understands how we're feeling. It's like we are being ignored and bullied by this virus. We are uncertain about our future and hope doesn't appear to be near. So what do we do? What do we do when it feels like the government is lying to us? What do we do when our small businesses are shutting down because they can't survive on the pandemic schedule? What do we do when the nation is poisoned by its old friend racism? What do we do when suicides are growing because it takes 11 years for a person with depression uh, to get into treatment? What do we do? When our young adults only respect themselves and not the ones who fought and opened doors for them, what do we do when we have prayed for change and chaos erupts? When fathers molest their children and mothers leave their babies in dumpsters, what do we do? When parents choose heroin, meth, alcohol, porn, and even pets over their children, what do we do? What do we do? When the lights are off and darkness is the only thing that fills the room, what do we do? And that's where we find ourselves in Psalm 77. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. He says, I cried out loud to God. I cried out loud and he hears me. In times of trouble, I prayed to the Lord. All night long, I lift my hands in prayer, but I cannot find comfort. When I think of God, I sigh. When I meditate, I feel discouraged. He keeps me awake all night. I am so worried that I cannot speak. I think of days gone by and remember years of long ago. I spend the night in deep thought. I meditate. And this is what I ask myself. Will the Lord always reject us? Will he never again be pleased with us? Has he stopped loving us? Does his promise no longer stand? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has his anger taken the place of his compassion? Then I said, what hurts me the most is, is this, that God is no longer powerful. 
I will remember your great deeds, Lord. I will recall the wonders you did in the past. I will think about all that you have done. I will meditate on all your mighty acts. Everything you do, O oh God, is holy. No God is as great as you. You are the God who works miracles. You showed your mighty among the nations. By your power, you saved your people, the descendants of Jacob and of Joseph. When the water saw you, O oh God, they were afraid and the depths of the sea trembled. The clouds poured down rain. Thunder crashed from the sky and lightning flashed in all directions. The crash of your thunder rolled out and flashes of lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. You walked through the waves. You crossed the deep sea, but your footprints could not be seen. You led your people like a shepherd with Moses and Aaron in charge. We thank you, Lord, for your word. The one who wrote this psalm, his name is uh, Asap, and he's a musician, and he's a Levite, and he's a composer, he's a singer. Asap is one of David's choir directors, and when the Ark of the Covenant was being carried, they had a choir singing, and Asap was responsible for the choir. He was a very gifted and blessed man who served the king well and served as God. His name means collector or gatherer. And what we see in this psalm is a discouraged worshiper, my Lord. What happens when worshipers lose hope? When worshipers become discouraged? This Levite is close to the Ark of the Covenant, close to the presence of God. What happens when the people we feel are closer to God than we are? become hopeless and discouraged. It is said that Asap outlived King David and served under King Solomon. Asap struggled with kidney failure and heart disease. And there is good reason to believe that Solomon, King Solomon, had Asap's brother killed. So Asap is dealing with sickness of the body and sickness of the heart, grieving the murder of his brother. Close to the end of his life, the struggle was real for Asaph. He fell out of favor with King Solomon as King Solomon drew away from the Lord and Israel as a nation was falling away from God. And in this song, we begin to hear some of Asaph's despair, frustration, and discouragement come out of him. A.W. Tozer was quoted as saying this, why do some persons find God in a way that others do not? Why does God manifest his presence to some and let multitudes of others struggle along in the half light of imperfect Christian experience? Of course, the will of God is the same for all. He has no favorites within his household. All he has ever done for any of his children, he will do for all of his children. The difference lies not with God, but with us. I kind of want us to focus on that right there, that the difference lies not with God, but with us. 
let's look at what's taking place in this text. He, he, he starts off by saying, I, I, I yell at God. I yell with all my might. I yell at the top of my lungs. He listens. I found myself in trouble. And I went looking for God. <laughs> That's what we do. Sometimes we get into those bad habits where we don't pray, we don't talk about God, but the moment trouble shows up, we do what he says. We start looking for the Lord. He says, my life was an open wound that wouldn't heal. And how many of us are struggling with things that were done to us five years ago? Pain that we struggle with that took place 15 years ago. Or maybe just a few months ago. The wound is open and it, it still hurts. It stings. It still brings us to tears. You hate one moment, forgive the next. Cuss and demonize the person or persons that may have done you wrong or betrayed you or assaulted you. We find ourselves dealing with this open wound. Years ago, uh, I had an assist on my tailbone and the doctor said, Murray, what we're going to do is we're going to cut this thing open and we're going to leave the womb open. We're not going to close it because we want the infection to leave and not come back. I hope you caught that. He goes on to say, when friends said everything will turn out all right, I didn't believe a word they said. In other words, he was so frustrated I don't want to hear the cliches. The Lord will make a way out of no way. I don't want to hear the cliches. They that wait on the Lord shall renew. I don't want to hear all that. I am in the middle of a struggle. And I'm fighting for my life. He says, I remembered God. And I will shake my head. I bow my head. And wring my hands. I'm awake all night. The Lord won't let him sleep, y'all. <laughs> I can't even say what's bothering me. Have you ever been there just staring at the ceiling? With all these concerns. Wondering if God is hearing you. And it's like he won't let you sleep. Asaph says, I go over the days one by one. I ponder the years gone by. I strum my lute all through the night, wondering how to get my life back. Anybody right there? How am I going to get my life back? Am I ever going to get to the place I was before? I hear that voice of the, the prodigal son. The Bible says that he came to himself. And he says, I'm going to go back to my father and I'm just going to ask him, can I be a servant? Because I know the servants are eating better than I am right now. So just make me a servant, but let me back in the house. Come to find out that when he went back home, his father saw him afar off and ran to meet him. Because that's what a father does. That's what God does. He meets you at your point of need. And he didn't let him demote himself. He said, no, you're still a son. So let's get this robe on you. Let me put this ring on you. And let's have a feast and celebrate that that which was lost has now been found. I just want my life back. 
I just want my life back. Asaph is discouraged and he's wanting relief from the anguish that he's feeling. He just wants answers for the problems in his life. Mm, I know I'm talking to somebody now. It begs this question, where is God when it hurts? Where is God when loneliness consumes my mind? Where is God when anxiety is running rapid in my life? Where is God during a pandemic? Where is God when our daughters is consumed by meth? Where is God when our relationships are going bad? Where our spouses refuse to participate in our relationship? Where is God when grief consumes my behavior? Where is God when sickness invades my body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost? ASAP is yelling out to God, where are you? ASAP says, I refuse to be comforted. So hopeless that he refused comfort. Mm. There's a place of hopelessness where you just refuse to be comforted. We refuse the medication that will balance our emotions and thinking. We refuse the treatment that will give our family peace, make our marriage strong again. We refuse the word that will give us our joy back, our peace back, our motivation back. We refuse the comfort that would give us ourselves back. Let me help someone right here. God allows us to express ourselves without judgment because that's what you call a relationship. We shouldn't refuse God's instructions or directions, but he allows us to. It's called figure it out. And sometimes that's where we find ourselves in the position of figure it out. I'm trying to figure out how to get back on my feet. I'm trying to figure out how to get back into the presence of God. I'm trying to figure out how to have mercy for my child. I'm trying to figure out how to bless those who curse me. I'm trying to figure it out. Those who grow together, grow together. This also connects us to the process of sanctification. It's a, a continuum of care. So God allows us to grow in him by expressing ourselves to him in times of trouble. In verse 7, he says, Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love worn threadbare? In other words, has his love become thin, tattered with age? Has his salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stalked off and left us? You can hear the sarcasm in the text. Just my love, the Most High God goes out of business just the moment I need him. Many times we've, if we're honest, and you've been through a real struggle in your life, that's how we felt. That the Most High God is on vacation. Doesn't he see me? Doesn't he see how this is impacting my life and those around me? ASAP is sarcastic in his anger, in his behavior. 
Has God forgotten how to be gracious? Has the Most High God changed? Listen to me. I'm not ministering to those who say, oh, I would never talk to God that way. I have too much reverence for him. And then you walk away and pass the poor, ignore those who are wrestling with mental health disorders, start gossiping about the person who came to church and didn't look churchy. I'm not talking to that person. I'm talking to the person who is in a dark place with anxiety, a dark place with depression, a dark place with discouragement, a dark place with past failures, current failures. The person who is rebelling because the relationship didn't work out like you thought it would. You can't find employment. Your spirit is in chaos because you don't like what's happening in the world. Walking away from God appears to be the only answer. Conforming to this world feels better than waiting on God. I'm talking to real people with real struggles who, like ASAP, is yelling, help God. And it appears God is silent. And ASAP has this combative behavior towards God. And I can hear someone say, you better watch how you talk to God. (laughs) Let's go to Psalms 55. David has a way of talking to God. David asked the Lord in Psalms 55, 5 through 9. David asked the Lord to interfere with his enemy's ability to communicate with one another, just as the Lord had confused the speech of those building the Tower of Babylon in Genesis chapter 11. David pleads with God for deliverance, crying out to him around the clock. He doesn't utter a calm, respectable prayer. Instead, he complains and he groans, being mostly honest with God. And I believe God wants us to be authentic with him when your life is in chaos. He already knows what you're feeling. He already knows our thoughts. So instead of trying to be fake and phony and come up with all these nice things to say, We have to be who we are to God, the supreme being, as he listens to the people he created in his image, because that's the God we serve. David wanted God to confuse his enemies. And that's what we're asking. God, confuse this anxiety that's trying to take over my life, my relationships. Confuse this pandemic. Confuse the spirit of racism. Confuse the spirit of porn, sex trafficking. Confuse the spirit of privilege. Confuse and confound the evil that is in this world. That's what he's asking for. My dear brothers and sisters, I find hope. I find faith in the words of Asaph. Where do you see that at, preacher? I see that in Psalm 77, verse 1. Let's go back there. Psalm 77, verse number 1. He said, I cried out loud. You see it? Mm -hmm. I cried out loud, and he hears me. This is the power of relationship with God. Before he goes on his rant, Before the combativeness, before he starts being sarcastic about if God remembers to be gracious, he says, I know he hears me. (laughs) I cry out loud. He hears me. That's faith. His relationship with God has evolved 
to the place where he can be authentic in his prayer. Share his deepest feelings and know that God's okay and God wants to hear from him. God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear from you. Next time you go to God in prayer, you might not remember the names of God, but talk to him. He's your father. Let him hear what's ailing you. Let him hear what's bothering you. Let him hear what you're tired of. And understand that he hears you. See, the level of our worry reflects the size of our faith. So we got to talk to God. We got to cast our cares upon him. For he careth for us. In our next episode, I'm going to continue in the words of Asaph. And see what God does with this authentic prayer. That when you're real with God, something awesome takes place. Thank you for joining Thank you for joining us on the Mercy Podcast. Our prayer is that together we will grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you have not given your life to Christ Jesus, we pray that you will repent, leave that old life behind you, and accept your kingdom citizenship and walk in a new life. The finished work of the cross was just for you. This is the Mercy Podcast. <laughs>